Cougs house. All right. Bit of a bombshell in the transfer portal news of the weekend and not in the best kind of way. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, hit a breakdown all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater can step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you get the latest on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. It's good to see you again. Uh, make sure you subscribe down below. Remember, we're going to be giving away something at every 250 subscribers. So the next one is 1,000. We are just over 900. It looks like I'm giving away a signed basketball jersey player to be named later i guess we have a couple options here um but again we a signed basketball team and then basketball team so we're giving that away a thousand to get a subscribe and a little make sure that we get there and be commenting and liking videos to make sure you're entered in the contest if after hearing some talk about uh houston cougars leaving you're sad and don't want to talk to the cougars anymore <laughs> leave a comment telling us um okay tell me because i had an argument about this on your pancake do you like the stuff like chocolate chips or uh, peanut butter or bananas do you like it inside or on top of your pancake all right so in today's episode we're talking all about the latest news with houston cougar guard tremon mark so uh we'll be doing that bring down what the news is in the first segment uh in the second segment i'll be looking at uh frankly how houston responds in the transfer portal to tremon mark um and then in the third and final segment we'll just be kind of uh, bidding a tasteful adieu. We're not, you know, upset about it too terribly much. We hope for the best for Tremont. But if you cannot tell, and I'm just going to read this verbatim, the big, big news over the weekend on, I, I guess that was Saturday afternoon, uh, Tremont Mark took to his Twitter to tweet some information that was kind of not surprising until you actually read it. Like, oh my gosh, that's really surprising. So he said after he posted a graphic, I should say that's not word for word. So if you're searching it, go to his Twitter to find the graphic. He says, after careful consideration, I decided to enter my name in the 2023 draft while also maintaining my college eligibility and entering into the portal. I want to thank everyone who supported me along the way, particularly my family, coaches, teammates, and fans. Without all of you, I would not be where I am today. I'm excited for the next steps of my journey. I will continue to work on be the best person I can be both on and off the floor. Gracefully, Tremont Mark. So a lot of people read that first part and were like, oh, he's going to NBA drafting like everyone does under Samson, because Samson really encourages that. Um, great. And then people read it closely. I'm like, wait a second. That last phrase of the opening line and entering into the portal is notably different than all of these other NBA draft enterings or testing of the waters, if you will. I have to say that the funnier thing to me was, because this was Saturday, April 1st, a lot of people then jumped to, this must be an April Fool's Day thing, right? There's no other way this would be going uh, other than to call it an April Fool's Day thing. It is notably not. Uh, it is clearly past April Fool's Day, and it is still very much up. Um, now, I have to say a couple things here. Um, first of all, I think I was a lot less shocked than the average person paying attention, and we'll get to that in a second. But the NBA part does not shock me. Kelvin Sampson, especially after his time in the NBA, and this is something he probably didn't do at Oklahoma and Indiana quite as much, encourages his players 
to go keep their eligibility and test the waters and get that feedback. Because at, as you get that test the water stage, the NBA combine and stuff, you get feedback on how to develop your game to become an NBA player. It's the best way to get feedback on what you need to get fixed, what those scouts are looking for, et cetera. Did wonders for Marcus Sasser a year ago. Some guys go and take a little bit too far. I love Armani Brooks. I still root for Armani Brooks, but he probably could have used a year or two in Houston afterwards and said he, he decided to go with that. Um, Jamal Shedd is doing the exact same thing as far as testing in Bay Waters, and I think it's safe to say that they're probably going to give him things to improve on, and he'll just be back at Houston next year. I don't imagine, because he's not projecting the top 45 picks on any mock draft I've seen, that he's and that's not it's not guaranteed money. There's no guarantee he gets paid. There's no guarantee he makes a roster. I imagine that unless something dramatically changes the combine, he'll be back in his Cougar uniform next year. That's not crazy. I also think it's worth pointing out that all accounts indicate that Tremont and Jamal are very close, um, good friends that Jamal's doing it. It probably makes sense that Tremont is doing it. Um, the big difference here is that Tremont is using this at the moment to also tell us he's entering into the transfer. And that was certainly the big shock, especially for a guy who was so commonly, I mean, at least the third option scoring this season as the third guard on the floor as well. Um, he was the third option on a team that was a number one team in the country for most of la- a lot of last season. And Houston is losing the number one and two options in Marcus Sasser and Jairus Walker to the NBA draft. Those guys are projected to be drafted and go make NBA rosters, right? So theoretically, as Houston is moving into the big 12, Tremont is projected to be the left, like the last man standing as far as the scores go and scoring and scoring options. He also fits with the team. He fits with what Samson does. He fits the nature and physicality of what Houston wants to do. He is a Houston Cougar through and through on the floor. And so it's not like he was a bad fit by any stretch. He's moving into the big 12. You would think would help a guy trying to make the NBA because the best conference in college basketball. So suddenly you think you get to show off on a bigger stage. Um, Following, like almost immediately following Tremont's tweet, um, the Houston uh, press release, the uh, University of Houston's press release said that there was something uh, towards personal reasons about Tremont. Um, it, I also have seen reports that players may have known for weeks. I even saw a uh, report indicating that this may have been in the works for the last two months. Um, and while two months seems like a long time, I, I, I first of all want to point out that like a week ago, I, I referenced a Chris Baldwin article talking about like there's something going on here, and and so Chris Baldwin, uh, Paper City Magazine, like that guy is on it first. Uh, shouts to him on that report and reporting to him from the lines. I also want to say to all you that thought I was crazy for following that report, thinking it was there's something there. I'm not, um, but I wonder what all is going on here because I mean, bluntly, Tremont Marcus from Dickinson High School, like that's Houston. Um, I just don't, I mean, I guess you might consider it really far outside the suburbs of, but like it's, it's Houston, right? Uh, he's from here and he stayed home and he's frankly stayed at Houston when Houston was not a power program. Now and he was on the final 14, right? Like, like he, he was on the team when it became that, but, um, and he chose Houston over the A&Ms of the world over Oklahoma at a high school. He had Houston, Cal, Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas A&M as his offers to go play college basketball. Listen to most recruiting websites and Houston kind of sticks out in that it was close to home. And then it grew in, it grew into while he was the, there, the program that the other kind of wish they could be. And so I don't necessarily know what's happening here. I have seen some of the same reporting and it's multiple people. And they all use the phrase like, Tremont Marks people. Now, I, I don't think that's the like potentially ugly, like, I don't know, dog whistle for like posse. Like, I don't, I don't think it's quite like that. I do think that being so close to home constantly 
Shaman Mark is probably getting some advice about like, hey, going somewhere that shows him off more, right? Because Houston, for all the things Marcus Sash as well, for all the things Jarrett Walker as well, does not typically go to the Tremont Mark we saw against Auburn in the second round of the NCAA tournament, right? Where it's like, hey, we need buckets. You can ISO. Go get them, dog. Like, that's not what Houston typically does. And so that he can do that, I, I guess I could see how people would be saying, oh, you need to go somewhere. They do that all the time, man. You could do get you get 26 a night. Like, I guess um, I just feel like he fits in with Houston. I will say, um, for all it's worth, everything does seem amicable. Like there's no indication in, uh, from anything with Tremont Mark and his camp. That there's bad blood towards Houston. There's no indication from Sampson and the team. That there's any horrible bad blood back and forth. There's no like big public blow up. And frankly, um, Caleb Mills is back in the transfer portal. Looks like he may end up at Memphis on some projections. Um, but I, I say that to say, like, I think that went a little bit differently than this one is. I think everyone wants the best for Tremont and everyone wants the best for Houston. And apparently those aren't, any longer going to align. Um, Andy on of gallery sports said that he thinks the options are going to be in the big 12 and ACC and the sec. I'm sorry. And I'd say seeing Tremont Mark in the big 12 will be weird. <laughs> uh, once Houston's in the big 12 playing against him, it will be odd. As far as my like thoughts on this, on Houston's perspective um, in a moment, I want to get into some players that could look to bring in um, and, and kind of look at like what the options realistically are. But truthfully, um, assuming Jamal Shedd gets told some stuff to work on and come back to, comes back to Houston, Houston loses three starters. As Kelvin Sampson said a thousand times last season, they lost four starters from the year before on that Elite Eight team and were back in the Sweet 16. And with a different match, it might have been the Final Four, right? A number one team in the country for a large stretch of the country of the season this year. And they lost four starters between the year before that and last year, right? And they went to the Elite Eight last year. So that is all to say that um, they've done this replacing of starters bit before, right? They've done this idea of like who comes in, who leaves, who stays, who gets what minutes. And truthfully, part of the strength of Kelvin Sampson's program is the culture he's built, right? Um, and I think that's probably the thing that has me the calmest about this is that I've got trust in Sampson because he's frankly earned it to this point, right? And like, honestly, I'm not super worried about the roster next year. Like, will it be as good as the 2022-23 team on paper? Maybe not. Could they just as easily make it to another Sweet 16 in a row? Absolutely. Um, and so I guess that's why I'm not crazy upset about it, right? Um, and before I, I get into like players that are going to come in for Houston to replace this thing, the thing. I do need to stop and tell you a little bit about how this episode is brought to you by our buddies at Built Bar. Built Bar is wrapping up their March Madness tournament, but you can still go to built.com and get your free uh, get your boxes of bars and puffs. Uh, they are again typically filled with 17 grams of protein, just four grams of sugar, low in carb. Uh, great, great breakfast. Again, I'm a really am a teacher that grabs these things on the go out the door on my way to school every morning at you know crack of dawn before the sun's up most of the time. Um, best protein we're out there uh super like efficient breakfast uh, great for after workout too and again they're covering 100 percent real chocolate yes that's right 100 percent real chocolate go to built.com grab yourself a box today they also got them at your local walmart and sam's clubs i have to say that my favorite bar is still to this day the coconut almonds i grew up on almond joy 
tastes very similar. Um, my wife kind of likes the puffs more though. So it's a little bit more marshmallow flavor. Make sure you grab those kinds of things as well. Whatever you do, go to built.com, Walmart, or Sam's Club today and go get yourself a box of built. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Houston's roster next year in the backcourt. I say the backcourt because like, honestly, on the transfer side of things, I'd be interested to see the seven one big guy out of Michigan, Hunter Dickinson in Houston. Um, and then move Jawan over to the four some. I think Hunter's a, a big, strong, long guy that can at least play 25 minutes while you're rotating other youth through the big uh, the center spot. And I think that Houston would do well to have his experience on the floor against some Big 12 bigs. But this isn't an episode about bigs. We'll do that later down the line. Um, worth pointing out that Houston is going to be bringing back several guards off of the roster. Again, I imagine Jamal Shedd is back. Um, so good news there i guess if he's not i mean he's probably going to the nba and, and kudos to him on that that's good for him and we wish him the best but i imagine he comes back after getting told some things to work on before next season emmanuel sharp uh improved a lot last season terrence arsenault is another guard that i love watching the growth of last season turned into a great defender for the houston cougars um speaking of great defenders malik wilson <laughs> is going to be out of his redshirt year next year, again, Texas Tech transfer, crazy, bouncy, explosive athlete. You hear about like the, the double explosion, the explosion horizontally and then vertically. I, I've heard people describe Malik Wilson as a triple explosion because he like seems to float while he's up in the air. Great explosive guard to have on the roster. And Sam said at one point after, um, I forget which game was, that Tremont, that, uh, that Terrence played really well in this year. And he pointed out that like Malik Wilson's the one covering every day in practice, and Malik Wilson might have been the best defender on the team last year. Again, a team that had one of the best defenses in the country, Malik Wilson might have been the best backward defender on the team last year. So I feel pretty good about that. I also really, really like the kid they're bringing in as a true freshman next year, Cordelius Jefferson. He is from Arlington Martin High School. Um, he's ranked as like a three-star kid on a lot of sites, but a combo guard at 6'3", 180. I see him playing off of Jamal Shedd so well. Um, and that Jamal Shed is a, like hard downhill threat, and Cordelis is like a big float around the key to catch. And then if they overextend the help on the outside, like overextend on, on uh, closing out kind of stuff, he's really quick at blowing by. He's not like doesn't have all the shiftiness that Sasser had, and that obviously was what made Sasser a one-on-one threat. But he's great at like efficient moves, like right, left, cross, boom, right, left. Like he's great at efficiency and getting to the cup. Really, really like Cordelius a whole heck of a lot. Um, Another, anyway, so I said to say that the roster is okay, but if you're looking to be in the Big 12 and have the same kind of continued success, you're going to have to have to add some guys in the transfer portal. And you've got the space to do it now, frankly. Um, and so while I mentioned Hunter Dickinson as a big guy, I want to go to a combo kind of big guy, like a 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, perimeter type guy I'd have my eye on is Jordan Turner uh, transferring out of Baylor with a couple years left. Uh, I think that's two years. I'm reading things right of eligibility. Um, he was a big time prospect at a high school, but at Baylor, he's kind of been, uh, he's a, he's a three on some, he was a three star on some sites, four star on some sites. Um, at, a, at, at Baylor's kind of, kind of falling behind the way because they have those big bruisers down low and he's more of a, a perimeter type forward. Um, if you wanted to start two traditional forwards, I think he'd be a great replacement for Tremont in the offense. Um, he's not as wiggly as Tremont. He's not going to do the same kind of isolation stuff as Tremont, but Tremont was also kind of a long guard, not a small forward, right? And so that's a little bit different kind of fit, but I would be interested to see him in his Cougar uniform. Um, I'm going to go down these guys and kind of like 
descending order. Not necessarily descending order, but like in anyway, Damon Nichols is from Sam, Sam Houston State, um, originally from Duncanville, very powerhouse program up in DFW. Um, he's looking to move up into conferences. I don't know if Houston's too big a step up for him um, as far as like the speed of play goes from Sam Houston to the Big 12, but I do think he. <laughs> He is to some to some extent a Kelvin Sampson type of basketball player. Uh, I'd like to see him potentially. Um, I think the one that I've talked about some both online on an episode a couple was that four or five episodes ago is Severe Wheeler. Um, if Houston were to lose Jamal Shedd to the NBA draft combine or to the NBA draft, I think I'd be really a lot more a lot higher on Severe. Severe is just another shorter pass first. Uh, point guard and i don't think you play him and jamal on the floor at the same time and i think they're both best and they like orchestrate the pace of a basketball game and get that 30 to 35 minutes and so while i like severe's game a lot and would replace jamal shed with him the kid's got one year of eligibility left and i don't know that playing at the same time with jamal helps anyone out so best is severe right houstonian through and through but i i just don't know that Unless Jamal Shea were to jump ship, I don't know that Houston's the best place for him. Um, a kid that I do kind of like is Justice Williams. He's a six-three. I think he's more like a combo guard kind of guy. Um, but he started off at LSU and he's looking to get out. Um, Houston, I don't believe offered him. He he was looking at the big Power Five schools, the or I guess six if you include Villanova and UConn, those bigger name basketball schools out of high school. Um, I think he's fitting really well though with style plays like far as a scrapper goes. He's not the shooter that we want necessarily, but he is a scrappy, scrappy guard. Remember, Tremont Mark led Houston rebounds a couple different times. Of course, it was time here. Like replacing that production requires some like grit and grind. And I think Justice Williams says that from LSU. So go check him out too. Um, Eugene Brown the third is an Ohio State kid, another power five type. Um, he's six six, so he's got like the same kind of length. Right. Um, and frankly, in looking at him and his like, I'd never seen him develop the jump shot that Tremont left with. So and looking at like his growth, I could see him getting there. He's got more time left to do it, too. But he's he's a long six, six buck, 90 type of rangy athlete that at your three or four spot, if you want to go a little bit smaller with it, would be a big, big benefit. I imagine the big 12, you probably see more play more of the three. Um, but he's intriguing to me for sure. Right. For sure. For sure. Um, Austin Nunez, I guess is a San Antonio kid, but went to Arizona state, um, had offers to a bunch of power five schools out of high school. Um, and he's listed as a point guard and a combo guard. So when you think about like when people say combo guard, if some people have them as a point guard, I think of them more as a ball handler. If some people listen more as a shooting guard, I think of them more as a smaller two guard. Um, Six to a buck seventy, so it look kind of like how Sasser and Shed did out there, a little undersized at times. Um, but he is a like get up and go, full speed ahead on offense kind of guy. And where some of the guys I've mentioned so far were not an isolation threat necessarily, I think Austin Nunez could turn into that. I don't know if he is quite yet, but I think he could become that over the course of his time at Houston. I would trust him working with Qantas and those kind of guys to develop that part of his game too. Um, Mari Abram kind of already has a lot of that built in. Now, he is not the efficient shooter that I think people want to come to Houston necessarily, um, but Amari Abrams is from Humble, Texas, um, went to Ole Miss. The turnover there, he's leaving. He's going to go somewhere else. Um, I could see 
him coming to Houston in a number of ways. But I guess from the standpoint of like he is a a true combo guard that can run the offense when Jamal Shedd sitting down. He can score the ball playing off of Jamal, running off of loop screens and stuff like that. Um, I I think he'd be a great fit, uh, be a lot closer to home than Ole Miss was. And I I would like to see him in a Houston Cougar uniform for a number of different reasons. I also think that if he wants to be a pro, and this is my pitch to you, Amari, uh, if he wants to be a pro, working in Samson's defensive system will help him develop in that way, right? At 6'3", you got to be a scrappy guy in the NBA. And I think at Ole Miss, he didn't always get to show that off. But I don't think it's because he's an athlete that can't. And I think Samson can help him help him do that. A guy that I feel similarly about is Caleb Love. Now, Caleb Love was the like star uh, star guard, I should say, of the 2022 NCAA tournament, right? Um, he and Osheo Agbaji went back and forth in the national title game. Love is a tough shot maker. Uh, certainly a tough shot taker. And I think the big deal in his uh, last season at, at North Carolina before he entered the transfer portal was that like the shots didn't go in the same rate they did the first the season before, right? The season before he made a bunch of tough shots last season. He took the same shots just as tough. They didn't fall. And people are kind of wondering which Caleb love they get. If he, if he were to go somewhere, um, if he were to come to Houston, I will say that, I'd imagine there'd be times where he'd butt heads with Samson and have to come sit out. I do think, though, that going through that experience, again, Caleb, if you're listening to this, would be good for him long-term and his pro basketball prospects because that's the kind of coaching that makes the kid better. Um, I also just, um, I think when things are rolling for him, he is a, like, he's got the right kind of swag to fit in with the Houston backcourt. Um, again, 6'4", buck 95, big, strong kid tough kid too like i think he could fit in he's going to take some coaching there um a more local a more local kid not quite a local kid but a more local kid is pj haggerty um pj haggerty's from a little bit north of town but he is at tcu and entered the uh the transfer portal he's a 6-3 shooting guard again a little bit smaller than i think people might want but got long arms got rangy athleticism and is a a true multi-level score um he had the ball in his hands a lot more at TCU than I think he would at Houston. Um, as far as a like point guard type role goes, if Jamal Shedd is back, I don't think he'll have to do those kinds of things at Houston. Although I guess if Jamal Shedd were not back, it might be worth it to bring him in for that. I'd like to see how Haggerty fits in to a Samson system. Um, frankly, for what it's worth, I think they were fairly interested in him before. And so, Haggerty is a, again a multi-level kind of score, but I, I want to see I want to see where he, that kid ends up because that's one that's interesting to watch because I thought TCU was a great fit for him next to Mike Miles the same way that I think he'd fit next to Jamal Shedd. And so I don't know what he's looking for. He's looking for a similar kind of thing. Come on, if he's looking for some, a different kind of thing, we'll see. Um, Hunter Salas though is the big name on my radar. Hunter Salas was a five-star two-guard. Um, in the class of 2021 um, and went to Gonzaga. Now, he was kind of supposed to be the heir apparent to Jalen Suggs, right? Um, again, 6'5", but could bring the ball up. 6'5", but could run your offense. 6'5", but can shoot the three. 6'5", but can drive. Like, he does a lot of things very well for a guard. And at Gonzaga, admittedly, he's just kind of, I mean, he, he wasn't the star of the show Chet was. He wasn't the star of the show Julian Strother was. He hadn't gotten the same time to shine and frankly 
if he were to come, if Houston has to offer, and then if he were to come to Houston, I'd be intrigued to have uh, host of Locked On Zags, Andy Andy Patton, um, have him on to hear more about like what went wrong because he was five star, all everything, like the next big thing to hit the West Coast in basketball, and he went to Gonzaga, kind of again trying to do uh, like Jalen Suggs did, except bigger and more NBA ready physically, right? And then it didn't work out. And so I'd be intrigued to give that a, a shot and see how that goes. And I guess I, I, I ran through a list fairly quickly. Um, most of those guys weirdly are from the Houston area, if not at, at least Texas. And I wonder if Houston's got a beat on some of those guys. I wonder if, you know, the what they get with Cordelius um, and what they think they can get in the portal. Maybe that's part of the things factoring into Tremont here. Maybe it's something else going on that I, I don't know enough about, but I, I wonder where all that stuff will happen. But in the third segment, I do want to talk some about just thinking Tremont. So in saying thanks to Tremont, um, first, I think we got to go back and remember, like, honestly, Tremont Mark shows up. He has three years at Houston but that second year kind of got taken away. He played just seven games, was kind of fitting himself back in rotation because other guys were healthy. And so it, he really kind of just had the two. And in the two, I mean, if I think about his freshman year, um, his so he had 22 points and eight rebounds, or 22 points on eight shots with eight rebounds as well against Lamar. Um, I think that was when it's like, oh, who's that kid? Oh, he's the kid from Dickinson. Oh, I remember that kid. Like, that was the moment for a lot of kids where it's like, oh, that's, uh, that's, Jermon Mark. And then uh, not even two, was it two weeks later? Three weeks? Um, anyway, he gets his first start and scores 18 points for South Carolina, right? And like, okay, who is who is this kid? Now, Houston going to have a dominant season, Quentin Grimes, right? Like, like big, big time season for Houston. But like, Jermon Mark was a name going into that sophomore year. We were like, okay, this kid's coming back. We're going to be set up. We're ready to roll. And I honestly think if you went back and asked Jermon or you know his his high school coaches or his family, they kind of rightfully so I think felt like coming out of the freshman season. All right, gonna get the keys to the car in the sophomore season. We're going to the league because again he's a long six five. He's kind of built for the league in a lot of ways. Right? So like it would make sense. And then you know putting pieces back together the next season, replacing Quentin Grimes was hard to do, and he gets hurt before he really gets to fit in. Right. The way it goes, this season is his, uh, I guess, technically redshirt sophomore season last. It's third year on campus, right? And and it, again, he couldn't have predicted when he came in in uh, whatever three weeks, three years ago, that he was going to, uh, you know, have to play with a five or get to play with a five star one and done guy like Jarrett Walker. But that guy quickly became the second option. I think one of the great stories about Marcus Sasser is that. Honestly, like his development. So you probably didn't necessarily expect the whole the kind of growth out of him that you got, right? And I think that the other other thing that's worth pointing out here is that like Shaman Mark's game requires a lot of isolation plays. And we'll get to some of his highlights from this season in a moment, but truthfully, that's that's kind of like gonna hurt what Sasser and, and Walker did well. So in this third season. As the third fiddle, I have to say, um, like he played uh, tremendous all season long. Um, 
frequently was a high the high rebounder in the game as a guard. Um, that's all hustle, all hustle and effort there. Um, and I I wrote down some highlights this season. He had 20 points against East Carolina with nine rebounds. He had 16 points in the Memphis game that was at Memphis with eight rebounds. And then there's nothing else that sticks out bigger than his 26 point mid range masterpiece against. Auburn in the second round. I, I think that while it's easy to think back on the season, it's like we had higher hopes. We wanted to be in the final four, the final four was in Houston and what all that could have meant for the university. And we're just pushing those hopes next year at this point. Right. Um, all of those things put together and, and feeling like the season was a letdown. You're allowed to feel that way. I'm not saying you're not. Um, had Tremont Mark not been Tremont Mark, it would have been, definitively um definitively uh, uh, a letdown right um going on the second round against auburn with guys on the bench and foul trouble and guys on the bench hurt and whatever would have been a problem um i i think that is to say that his 26 point comeback in that game will always be this moment where it was like, okay, that's the that's a iconic Houston Cougar March Madness game, and it will always be that game. Jamon Mark's name will always be tied to that game, and because of that, I think that's why. I mean, his name is a Houston Cougar folklore forever. The Tremont Mark game, Auburn, the Tremont Mark game, right? Um, I say that to say that while I guess I thought like. I also thought he was fairly impactful, like the UCF game to start at the start of conference play this season and stuff like that. Like um, he will, he will always be Houston Cougar at heart. And I've said that about much of a waste. So I'm struggling with what to say about it, I guess, but he he's, he's going to do something big time wherever he goes. I wish it weren't anywhere else. And I guess technically there are guys that enter the portal and come back, but does not sound like that's what's happening here. Um. And so kudos wherever you go. I don't want to have to play against the Big 12. I don't want to have to beat you, but that's what it's going to be. I think the Houston Cougars will be fine. I think Javon Mark will be fine. And I think both both parties can have very successful basketball futures. Um, with that said, if you think differently, make sure you find me at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H-512, on Twitter, Instagram, and all your social media handles. We can talk about it there, or you can leave in the comment section down below. Thank you all so much for listening to the show today. Uh, and making Lockdown Cougs your first listen of the day. If you're looking for a second listen, as we wrap up March Madness, I'm going to tell you to go listen to Locked on College Basketball because Andy and Isaac have been following the entire tournament with seven days a week coverage of March Madness. So make sure you give them a listen and a download subscription as well. They're doing great, great work over there, breaking everything down. But a bunch of guys on teams like San Diego State and FAU that you had no idea who they were before, they got it down for you. Um, thank you again for tuning in. Locked on Cougs is a proud member of Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.